Welcome to Growing Pains, a business podcast for entrepreneurs and their teams who find themselves in the growth phase or messy middle in between startup and aiming for six or seven figures and beyond. I'm your host, Laurie Sterling, a COO, coach and mentor. I both do what I teach and teach what I do with a passion for empathetic team leadership, business operations and all things entrepreneurship. In this episode, I want to address the question of what is a COO, what do they do, and what is the difference between a COO and an OBM? The official definition of an online business manager, OBM, is a virtual-based support professional who manages online-based businesses, including the day-to-day management of projects, launches, operations, creation and updating of standard operating procedures, or SOPs, team hiring, onboarding, meetings and management on behalf of a CEO or founder. So the role of an OBM is basically to make sure the right things get done at the right time in the right way and by the right people. The role of a Chief Operations Officer or COO, also often referred to as an integrator, takes team and business management to the next level. So as well as the aforementioned responsibilities, a COO also takes on important decision-making needed for operations on behalf of or in partnership with the CEO. A COO is responsible for tracking and analysing key business activities and metrics to find bottlenecks, missed opportunities or inefficiencies. A COO in partnership with a CEO will map out strategic plans and projects, usually quarterly, and takes responsibility for executing the plans, cultivating the team culture, helps team members achieve their metrics and KPIs, ensures accountability, manages outsourcing, and leads the efforts of a team to achieve the big picture goals and visions set out by the CEO. A key part of the COO will play is cultivating open communication with the CEO with honest and dynamic feedback on the practical execution of the vision. The COO will also protect the CEO's time as the visionary and communicates the realistic availability of resources, both time and money, in return on investment capabilities for new projects and ideas. Common traits of a COO include being a great communicator, personal accountability, diligent at self-management, decisive, good at planning and organisation, strong leader and manager, conceptual thinker, resilient, disciplined, adaptable, empathetic, able to understand and evaluate others, a problem solver and often analytical. Common challenges of a COO role is Quite often there's no glory, they're the unsung heroes, and they need to be okay with that. Not so much is written on the COO role, Um, there's certainly plenty out there on entrepreneurs, but um, often seen as sometimes pessimistic, they need to say no sometimes due to limited resources. So they are the bad news deliverer and also executing bad news to the team. So things like demoting um, can come from the COO. It can feel a very unappreciated role or even a lonely role, Um, going slow to go fast. So there's pressure from the visionary because they tend to want to go fast, but the operator, the, the integrator or operator of the team needs to slow down to make sure that we can go fast. 
So it can be lonely or feel that there's a lack of appreciation and the better you do your job, the less you get noticed. The behind the scenes don't get noticed. You expect a lot. You put pressure on yourself, maybe even beat yourself up when you don't meet your own expectations. But the relationship between COO and CEOs needs to be complementary and dynamic. You're yin and yang. You're the opposites and equals. In golf term, it's called the ham and egg. Your why type people versus how type people. And well, the CEO is the why type people and the COO are how type people. And CEOs would tend to leap first and deal with the fallout later, but a COO plans first and takes the leap later, which is why there can be loggerheads sometimes. But to nurture that relationship is super important. Neither style of person is better than the other, just a natural way of seeing the world differently. So together you're a pair of leaders, a visionary and integrator. You're partners. That doesn't mean that you're both owners of the business, but it is common practice to have a profit share or bonus arrangement in place. And the relationship is not easy, but it is powerful. It doesn't always work out on the first time with your first operations officer or your first COO, but communication will always be necessary. There needs to be trust to give autonomy. If you can't trust, then they may not be a true integrator. If it flops, it's okay to try again. If the person that you have currently as a COO isn't the right person for you, that's okay. And from a COO point of view, it's okay to not be the right fit the first time. Still, even a good relationship or a good fit may not always last forever. It may last seven years. It may not. They may adapt. They may not. It's okay to move on if a business outgrows the partnership. Have a fair get-out plan set out from the start when things still are still amicable. No two partners are the same. Not all puzzle pieces fit. When it does, it works. So, shameless plug here, if you or you know the perfect person on your team who could step up into this role, but they're probably needing a bit more confidence and perhaps a little more know-how on leadership management and decision-making, then I am hosting a webinar on how to delegate like a COO. So if you are an OBM or COO or even CEO and you're thinking this might be what you're missing to take your career to the next level, please sign up and either attend live or you can watch the recording. You'll find the details at lauriesterling.com forward slash delegate. Links are also in the show notes for you. Thank you for listening and have a productive day. See ya.